Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experience with other players who love this awesome game at all levels, just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions should can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, private message me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TM. Or you can go to our Facebook page of HeroClick Sportlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I have run across about this wonderful game. This is December 22nd, 9 o'clock at night, three days before Christmas, and I have the fortune to have somebody who volunteered to be on the podcast. It's Christopher Cottrell. I'm pretty sure that's where you say it. We'll verify when he gets on here. But he is actually trying to put together a popper league. And so this new type of format that he's trying to actually introduce is the topic of this podcast i want you to sit back listen to it see if it inspires you to try this maybe join him in his uh crusade to get a different type of figure used so um just sit back listen and enjoy this episode all right here clicks fans i am here with chris cottrell uh up at the rusty scabbard and he is a engineer of the new popper league but before we get into that we want to find out a little bit about our guest here and if you don't know him and if you've not if you're new to the podcast i always like to hit my guests up with a critical hit of question that is two six packs of questions that they get a answer to kind of give us an insight into them are you ready to try it out chris well what happens if i get them wrong <laughs> oh, well, let's not crit miss here. You know, that's automatic damage right there. All right. Okay, let's look at number one. When did you start playing the game? What set? Uh, you know, I can't even remember what the name of the first set was, but I actually started playing when the game first came out. Uh, I was actually running events as a judge out of a place called the Heroes Retreat in Richmond, Kentucky at that point in time. Um, played for for maybe a year or two and then took a very, very long break uh, and came back to the game about the time the uh, Superman Legion of Superheroes set came in. Oh, that's a good set. And no, yeah. it only had one Superman in it, wasn't it? Wasn't that right? Is that right? Um, Superboy, maybe at the end? Well, no, I mean, it had Supergirl, it had Superboy, and it I, I know it had the, the Chase Superman in there. Yeah. I can't remember if it had another. I, I feel fairly sure it did, but I don't remember that other Superman. <laughs> I the do. Superman remember. wasn't terribly good. <laughs> no. The no. only chase that people were playing were Lydia, was Lydia Mailer. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha, yes. And then I would bet that first set was, was it Hopper Time? Was it that one? You know, I, I don't recall. I mean, it, it was the very first set. I mean, there were like four powers for each like four colors of powers for each you know uh ability and i i can't remember can't remember beyond that because you know we were running events for uh mage night and we were running events for mech warrior oh lord our store loved some mech warrior oh yeah uh, but um but yeah you know we were running all of the the whiz kids events at that point in time and so you know they were sending us prize support and we were happy to run it 
<laughs> All right. See? Okay. And so you took the break. You're back. So you, I assume you've been here with us since uh, Legion of Superheroes. So, right. Old timer. Man, seen a lot of changes to the game. So, hey, based upon your long career here, what is your favorite piece of all time? This is question number two. What is your favorite piece? You know, I honestly like the OP kit Dormammu the best. Um, oh. I had a team that I absolutely loved running that was uh, that Dormammu with the yellow power battery and uh, possessed by Brainiac. All right, so you, you had him set up on the click where he uh, he had the world is working like clockwork. He was pulling from Brainiac, and so he'd always keep, uh, you know, have less than two tokens running on him, and so he, he'd always reduce penetrating damage. He'd throw out the two, um, he'd throw out nameless one pogs and equip them with stuff from the, the yellow battery so that they could perplex down people's defense and go to town. Wow, sounds like a fun team. I know, uh, I think at my venue, when I first started going back to it, uh, we was playing clicks one day, and it was a uh, bring anything you want, and somebody brought out that old Dormammu, moon. I was like, holy, what in the world is this thing? <laughs> and it it kicked my butt. It was all, it just took me apart. Um, he can be pretty vicious. Yes. Okay, now I hear that you like modded figures. Is that right? Yeah, I, I absolutely love some of the creativity that goes into to some of the mods that I've seen. And I, I really like to feature that on my blog and, and introduce people to, to what can be done with Heroclix pieces. Cool. So what is your favorite modded piece of all time? There is this female Captain America that I, I highlighted a couple of weeks ago. And I'm, I can't even remember who did it, but it was... One, the the sculpt was was beautiful, and I don't know I don't know what sculpt it was, uh, but it has her, you know, holding the shield up, and I, I don't know if that was a custom sculpt or not, but you could tell that a lot of detail work went into the paint job. Uh, it, it was just an absolutely beautiful piece, and I'm not a big fan of Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I'll agree with you, man. Those those people who can mod and do all that stuff that's amazing, especially the ones that build their own kind of re-sculpting the figures and all that. That's, that's kind of crazy good right there. Uh, what's your best moment in Heroclix? All time. What do you consider your best moment? Well, I hope I'm not going to cause some some issues with this one because it, it has to do with the Indiana State Championships two or three years ago. Um, I actually won the, the – uh, Won the Indiana State Championship, but technically on the books, I did not because I knew I wasn't going to be able to attend the Rock Cup that year. And so I went ahead and uh, before the game finished, I, I conceded to to my uh, – it was a teammate that I was actually playing against, so I conceded to him so that he could have the, the extra boost into the Rock Cup. But he was down to his last figure at that point in time, and there was no way that he was going to be able to beat me. I'm sure it's not causing any angst among players. I see that happen all the time. I, it's just a nice move, you know. I, I like that. Gentlemen, gentlemen playing the sport right there. Uh, what is your favorite power in Hero Clicks and why? This is number five. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it used to be uh, hypersonic speed, but now that they've kind of uh, – 
tone down what what hypersonic speed can do. I'm I'm not as as thrilled with it. Uh, it's not quite as as flexible. I think TK actually is probably my favorite just because it allows you to to pull off so many wonderful tricks. Oh yeah, and TK really messes with. Uh... <laughs> Figuring people's swing and range and all that makes it a little bit more complicated for the uh, opponent. So, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Now, you've been around for a long time. What keyword out there really needs more love so that it can just kind of flesh itself out? Well, see, I I am always been a fan of the Secret Six. And for the longest time, I, I was complaining that we didn't have a playable Catman because, you know, he was kind of like the core of the team for, for so long. But now we actually have one that's <laughs> almost semi-reasonable. Uh, but I still I still think they need a bit more love to be a meta team. Uh, that's that's the unfortunate thing. It's a, it's a good casual team right now, but it's not something that you could play meta-wise. Okay, so Secret Six is your call for WizKids to up their game. Oh, yeah. Get get some better figures out there, give a little bit more options, and, you know, make it a little bit stronger theme team. All right. Okay, so that's your first dice of questions. So let's go hit our second dice. Uh, And this is a map question. Do you like the new location maps? Why or why not? I do. Uh, It gives you a little bit more flexibility in your planning. Uh, It gives your opponent something else that they have to think about. Um, You know, it's one of those things where more options is always good. Uh, having more abilities at your disposal when you're coming up with your team is, is something that's always going to to help the diversity of the game. Uh, and, uh, well, did you – well, and just to kind of piggyback off of that, so there was a small controversy at the Worlds uh, that got – ruled one way and then ruled another way but the thought of bringing location maps to sealed are you for or against that well i mean i i don't think you can i mean based on the way that sealed works you have to be able to pay the points for it and you're supposed to only be building your points out you you could bring the location maps but you could never use the abilities off of them from from my perspective couldn't use the orange i guess the orange statements okay i I knew there was a controversy on whether or not you could pay for it and i think they ruled that you could at the beginning and then it ruled against or there was some conversation about it yeah i mean based on based on the way that i understand the rules i i don't think you should be able to to pay for those because once again you're only paying for things that you crack open in a sealed event and you're bringing an outside element into a sealed environment. Right. So that would make it. All right. Just wanted, wanted your opinion on location maps. I personally love them. Uh, what's the one? The Jokers. Hacienda is one of my favorite maps. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, Hacienda. I, I yeah. May, may do some work for me uh, when I was running a uh, Gotham City team built around Green Arrow, Anarchy, and some Court of Owls initiates. I see. There you go. And I, I just love this ability to just damage your opponent if you just kind of roll a little bit good. So, yeah, it's always nice. All right. Okay. So at, at ever since I think about episode 25, I have uh, been asked my guests to choose an Illuminati that best represents them or they'd like to be. And I have a long list of people in the Illuminati they'd be. So you're on the program. You're one of my guests. So what Illuminati are you 
or would you like to be and why? I'd like to think that I'd be more like Dr. Strange simply because he tends to think outside the box for, for interesting solutions to problems. I mean, uh, you know, people who do know me and, and have sat across the table from me in clicks know that I don't typically bring the meta to the table. I, I'm what would be considered a fringe player. Oh, I like fringe players. Likes to bring the little spice. Likes to bring a little different to everything. That's cool. I like it. Dr. Strange, I'll add you to my list, which is awesome. All right. So we're moving on up. Number three, are you a proper perplex man? Perplex. All oh, really? day, every day. Why? Why perplex over prop? Because it solidifies your odds better than prop does. Uh, you know, prop gives you another chance to make that roll, but I would rather guarantee chance for success than than have to roll a few times. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay, this, this is interesting, especially with the merger of Rock and WizKids, and we're kind of our formats are changing the competitive level. What is your favorite game format to play in? Yeah, we're losing a lot of formats, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. And, you know, and, and in the competitive scene, you know, outside of competitive, casually you can keep your formats. But really, what kind of formats do you love playing in? Uh, wow. I mean, there's not really a format that I don't enjoy playing. We come up with a lot of a, a lot of fun games. You know, at our venue, we play two times a week. And, you know, one day every week is going to be meta. And then the other day is going to be something a little bit more off the wall and unusual. So, you know, I, I just love the game. And I, it's hard to, to narrow down a format. Each format has a, a new challenge when you're sitting down and, and trying to come up with a team that will do well in it. Well, okay. So let's make this a little bit easier question to answer. Is there a point value you like better than another? I like 400 points a bit better. Uh, you know, once upon a time, 300 was a really great point total. Um, but with the way that the game has moved and now it's, it's shifting back in the other direction where the pieces are, are a bit cheaper, but you know, for the longest time, 300 points wasn't getting you a lot on the team. And I, I think having more room to build is, is a bit of a better thing. Oh yeah. I also think it brings a lot more uh, diversity a little bit because you got a lot more options. Yeah. You know, and you can pair, you can do some combos that you don't get to do in a 300 point game, which is always fun. So good. All right. Um, okay. And this could be a random question. I, I'm not too sure. Uh, comic books or graphic novels? I actually collect comic books, but um, as far as reading is concerned, I prefer graphic novels just because I can actually sit down and binge the, the whole thing there. But, you know, of course, there are certain titles that I just feel compelled to stay on top of. Like, you know, I love my runaways. <laughs> okay, so you got a runaways collection going on, huh? Yeah. Okay, dare you tell us how many comics are in your collection right now? Uh... Not as big as you might think, because, you know, I, I sometimes pare down and then collect back again. And, you know, I, I probably only have a couple hundred books. Okay, but what's your favorite run? You know, we all have these runs of comics. Do you have your mine was always the Todd McFarlane run in Spider-Man. I loved his art, but Walt Simonson run of Thor. Oh, really? Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, the introduction of Beta Ray Bill, uh, the Surter Saga, uh, and then the sequence where you had um, 
the executioner with the double machine guns was just beautiful. Okay, wow. So uh, I bet you loved the piece that came out. What was it, Scourge that had the double machine guns? Yeah, it was It was, it was a nice piece. Uh, yeah. See, there you go. Um, what? Okay, and this is a big question. It's your last question. It's the last one of the critical hit questions. This is a big one. Uh, we all hope one day to win the world championship and be allowed to help design a figure. So if you won the world championship, let's hope you do at some point, what figure would you try and design and could you describe it for us? Well, that's a tough question because, you know, there are so many characters that I really love. And I, I mean, my favorite character of all time is, is Shazam. Um, and, you know, they, they have a great deal of difficulty doing him right but I don't know if I actually have a plan to do him right. Um, whew, wow. I, I wish I had a really good answer to that, but unfortunately I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, it, it would be really nice to do a, a good uh, Hal Jordan Green Lantern that okay. has a pick a power to, oh, represent, nice. to, to represent the way that he can manipulate the light spectrum. Oh, that, that would be a cool figure. Uh, Hal Jordan that had a little bit more pick of power. I kind of like that. That'd be kind of cool. We've not had a really great Hal Jordan. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Elseworlds had a couple of good ones, but the Green Lanterns have been just kind of so-so in the last sets, right? Yeah, and, you know, the funny thing is I'm not actually particularly a big fan of Hal Jordan. I do love the core, uh, you know, and I might actually go back and, and you know, skip Hal Jordan and go back to my favorite Green Lantern, which was a very brief run character uh, called Jack T. Chance. Oh, I don't remember him. So that would be an awesome, obscure, kind of fit the fringe player, right? Would yeah. you do anything weird about him or would you just do that a pick of power? Well, the, the interesting thing about him is he didn't rely as much on his ring as some of the other ones did. And uh, he was he was pretty brutal. He was not your standard green lantern. He, he fought dirty when he had to. And so you'd have to do something to, to really pick up on that and, and give him like some sort of dirty trick ability for like maybe an outwit or something. Okay. Wow. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. And just briefly, I, I know, I know you said briefly talked and you briefly mentioned Shazam. So I was just wondering because I know my opinion. Are you stoked for the new Shazam movie? Or are you reserving judgment? I'm skeptical. You're skeptical. Right. Yeah, I, I've seen some of the previews look really, really great. And uh, it, it does look like they're keeping it light, which is really important to do. Uh, you know, I was so worried with, with DC. The DC movies have been so dark. I think that's a truth. And, and Shazam is not a dark character. No. You, know, you you can't do a Shazam story and make it dark. Mm-mm. Otherwise, it's going to fail. No, I agree with you. And I, and I love Zach Levi. I liked him in Chuck. And I thought he was perfect. However, I, I'm really looking forward to it because it looks fun and light. And for a DC movie, that's huge. Yeah. Because I don't know. They all, they all want you to sit there in this dark. Everything's got to be dirty. I don't know what's going on in that world. Somebody needs to get some street cleaners, you know, I don't know, clean off <laughs> sidewalks, do something, pick up the trash. But um, there's a couple of scenes in there that disturb me. Uh, and I'm like, well, I don't know how this could work. And, you know, it's part of the comic book in me. You know, 
Like when that guy stops Shazam's punch, I'm like, uh, wait, wait one second. What's going on here? Because who was that villain that they have in there? Is it Dr. They may have Dr. Savannah in there. I, I, I've not actually been able to keep up with the news on that as much as I'd like to. I've been working a lot of overtime as well as, you know, keeping up with my blog and, and some other things. So. Oh, good. Hey, what I, I can understand. It can get busy at different times of the year. And, you know, speaking of your blog, we just finished the questions. I just went off on a, on a rabbit trail with uh, Shazam because I'm really looking for that movie. Um well, let me ask you one last thing. Did you not like Shazam God of Light figure, the chase? He was too expensive. Uh, uh, I agree. For what he know, did, he was way too expensive. I mean, he, he's solid. Uh, right. You know, really the, the best piece in recent history to come out for, for any of the Marvel family is Captain Marvel or Freddy. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Freddy. Uh, I know you're talking about the when he came out. It wouldn't need a just yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the he was the uh, chase from yeah Trinity or not the chase. He was the uh, prime from Infinity right now. Yeah, right. Freddie uh, Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, that's it. I don't know yeah. Why my name? I, my, I drew a blank on that name, but that has been the best Marvel family piece to to come out in a long, long time. Of course, Mary Marvel from that set was really good too. Oh, she was awesome. I remember she yeah, she was awesome. Wasn't Black Adam in that in that set too? Yeah, I didn't like Black Adam as much. Uh, he was overcosted. I thought. Yeah. But, and that's usually the problem with with all of the the Shazams and the Marvel family. You know, uh, the Kingdom Come Shazam was was overpriced for what he did. Oh yeah, and I had him, and I like him. I'm a big Shazam fan, um, and so we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, they can get him right. He's kind of a hard figure to do. He is because you don't want him to look too much like Superman. But on the other hand. He was kind of based off of Superman, so yeah, and he, and he's more mystical than Superman, right? Uh, so his powers kind of interact a little bit differently. So, yeah, I I mean, yeah, okay, let's get off Shazam. I'm gonna take up the whole time talking <laughs> about Shazam, but you did mention your blog, and that, that's taking up a lot of time. And I I just ran across it. Well, I say ran across it. You post on Facebook. And I started checking out some of your blogs, and that's how we kind of got started. Is that I posted mine, posted, I shared a post of one of yours on my blog, on my blog, on my Facebook, and you thanked me, and we kind of started talking. Um, how did all that get started? Because I, you know, it's awesome. I, I, I recommend every player to go read that blog. I think it's an amazing blog. You do a lot of work on it. So, how did all that get started? Well, I just, you know, had something that I wanted to say, and, you know, there are a lot of, of, of really good podcasts out there, and I, I don't like the idea of competing with, with podcasts for people's attention because we all have limited amount of time. Um, for me, it, it's easier to get my message across through words and pictures uh, rather than, you know, getting on the air and, and doing the, the whole podcast thing. So, you know, I, I had something I wanted to say about Heroclix. I had what I felt was a somewhat different perspective from what, what other people are throwing up there. You know, I, I'm not the, the top tier competitor. I am, like I said, a fringe player. Uh, but I also relate to people who are still kind of new to the game and, and trying to figure things out. And I, I wanted something that was accessible to, to people who may not, you know, get what they're normally looking for. Um, 
you know, that's part of the reason why I, I so much like talking about the mods in there. Uh, you know, it, it was a couple of weeks into the blog before I started talking about the mods because I, I threw some interesting pieces on there and I got a really great reaction from it. And it made me realize that, you know what? There are a lot of people who, who really like to put a lot of work into that and they just don't have anything that, that speaks to them. So, you know, maybe I should, because uh, I enjoy doing it too. I just don't get to do it as often and I'm not as good at it as some of these people. But, you know, it, it's still something to talk about and something to show off. And, you know, I, I, I'll always ask somebody before I, I put their stuff on there, but uh, usually they're, they're really, really happy to, to see it up there. Um, and of course, I also like breaking down the teams and the the other piece to it that's not directly a piece of the blog is is the archives that are on on the uh, blog space there, where you know the modern team actually every every team that I talk about and some that I I see from tournament results and everything, I, I try to to type up the. Um, the team builds so that people have a resource that they can look at and, and say, okay, this is what that's all about. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Now I ran across that and I thought that was excellent because, um, you know, we talk about it and I saw some, uh, I think you had some world team builds there. Is that, am I right? You yeah. Had, uh, yeah. You had a uh, Brandon's not Brandon. You had a, a Tyler's build there and, you know, people want to see the breakdown of it and, I thought that's neat. I thought the archives were really neat. I think your blogs are excellent. And I know you, you briefly, you talked about it just briefly. And I just wanted, so you said you had something to say. So what's this purpose? What are you trying to spread? What's, what's your viewpoint that you're trying to spread and kind of, you know, get that voice out there that we're not hearing that often? You know, my viewpoint is, is just one of, a, of community. Um, you know, I, I want to help build the Heroclix community. Uh, I, I've seen some ugly side to to some Heroclix players, but more than more often than not, we are really open and welcoming community. And you know, once upon a time, I played competitive Magic, uh, and wow. the the type of players that you run into there, it, it can be painful sometimes. You know, you, you are not enjoying the experience of sitting across the table against these people. And if you're not enjoying the experience, then why are you doing it? You know? So my, my whole perspective is that I, I want to help grow the community. And I think by talking about hero clicks and, and my different perspective on it, uh, I can, I can help other people figure out ways to express themselves. And, and uh, just to kind of, follow along on what you just said i've had several guests on this show and they have come from that competitive magic background and they agree with you they they talk about how magic community competitively is very different than the what i call the hero clicks competitive community and can be very vicious so i would agree i say i think sometimes we don't realize how good a community we have um i mean i don't know i would agree with that it's you, you really have to see some of the other competitive communities to, to understand what a great community the Heroclix um, community is. I, I think one of the best examples of that is, and I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his name because I know I mispronounced it uh, when I met him uh, at Rock Cup, but uh, Felix Munez um, was the Puerto Rico champion. 
And oh, yeah. uh, after after all the devastation that happened in Puerto Rico, he wasn't going to be able to afford to to come to America to compete in the Rock Cup. And one of the other players actually started a uh, something like GoFundMe or somewhere along those lines, and I shared it on Clicksbait, and uh, I, I actually. Uh, invited him to write something for clicksbait so that he could um he could express you know some of his point of view on community building and everything and uh got to meet him at the rock cup because he they they met the goal they actually got him to the united states so he could play in the rock cup uh great guy one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet oh yeah and that's always great to meet those guys from uh different like international uh i know michael holt who runs the Puerto Rico stuff down there as a listener of the podcast. So he'll great to hear that story. Um, yeah. And it, you know, if I had to, if I had to say something about the hero clicks community, I mean, I don't know many communities where you can show up at an event and you're missing a piece and people are more than likely going to loan you that piece to just go ahead and play the team that you had, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, that that was the whole point for PJ Boland to to make the the Mooching House. Uh it's a it's a fantastic site and I was very very happy to promote that on on Clicksbait as well cuz you know, those are the kinds of things that that we need to to be promoting. Things that that actually make us realize that you know what, we're all good people and we can all help each other out. We may be trying to, you know, beat your face into the ground when we're sitting across the table, but after that, we'll shake hands and we'll laugh about it. Oh yeah. We we want, we want moments. We want good moments. We want funny moments. You know, in the Heroclix community, we want to share. Because I feel like all of us that play the game deep down have a serious love for this game. You know, I don't know what it is about it, what I love about it. It might be the figures. I love little action figures and just the strategy of it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting off topic a little bit. I like to keep myself <laughs> I'm focused, and I'm not the most focused at times. But, you know, the listeners are going to want to know, uh, these Heroclix fanatics want to know, you know, how often do you post? I post every week, actually. Every Saturday, I, I put up a new clickbait. Now, the time varies uh, depending on <laughs> when I'm available. I try to have most of it written by Friday night but th- so that I can make sure to have everything done, you know, sometime Saturday. Uh, but I work a lot of Saturdays, so I don't get off work until like 6 o'clock. And so, you know, the blog might not go up until, you know, 11. Oh, I hear you. And it just, just depends on how much work I have to do on it. Hey, I'm I'm impressed. It's not like it's a short blog. You you put a lot of effort into it. As a uh, language arts teacher, you do a really good job of expressing yourself. And I, I'm impressed that you're putting that out every week. I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, and it's a lot of research. That's a lot of editing. People don't realize that when you write, you have to go back over stuff and do all that. So, I mean, you're putting a labor of love out there, and it shows in what you put out. So, Thank you very much. All right. Okay, so where can we find it? Okay, where can we go Go out and find Clickspate? Go uh, type it in on Google. Yeah, if you if you just put clicksbait on Google, make sure to put a space between it. Uh, it'll ask you, however, if you meant clickbait. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, you meant clickbait, and I think actually it's the top search result that you'll see when you when you do a search on Google. Well, let's check it out. Let's see we because I tried it. I am going to test it uh, because I tried it the other day, and it did try to change it to clickbait. I'm like, hey, dude. 
I don't want clickbait. That's what happens when you try to be clever with your name. <laughs> You're right. Clickbait ramblings about hero clicks. Awesome. First one is all over that. Good job. Okay, let me see. Where am I? Ah, I got all over. Okay. Awesome. So you're right. Okay. Now here's the big thing. I got into podcasting because I wanted to grow my competitive game and get become a better player. Um, so has this writing, your ability to express your love for HeroClix, your purpose for HeroClix, has it made you a better player? I'd like to think so. Um I don't have a large enough sample size to actually confirm that. Um, you know, we've been writing clickbait now for about six months, not quite six months yet. Um, and I haven't gotten to play in as many venues as, as I would like to. Um, you know, my, my biggest issue is I run into bad matchups because I'm playing fringe teams. And if I run into another fringe team, likely they're building something that just completely wrecks my philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see that. I mean, yeah, if you're running a fringe team, matchups are really an issue. So, well, yeah, you can only plan for so much. Oh, I know. I know, I know, and that's why some people go for the non-fringe teams that have a lot of not a per, higher percentage chance of handling any team that sits across from them. But I, I don't find those as much fun to play all the time. I like to go a little no, weird. No, I like to I like to look in the uh, my opponent's face when they realize I had no idea that team could do that. It's like, yeah, you know, and I mean, French French teams can win. It, it's just yeah. a matter of. You know, how well does it match up against what you're playing against? You know, when I was talking about Indiana State Championships, the one that I won, uh, I was running a deity-themed team. Uh, started with uh, Red Sun Wonder Woman. Oh, that, she's uh, good. I like yeah. her. Uh, at full points, uh, I had the Colossal Retaliator Dormammu. Uh, I had Spectre, uh, Kingdom Come Spectre, on his 35-point line for, for the prob. Love um, yeah, and then um, two serpent Spider-Man pogs and a serpent the Flash pog, um, and mm. ran it on the Wakanda map, and just it, it was brutal. Wow, and so that's so hard to hit. <laughs> yeah, so you're really banking. Um, that's when the meta was not too thematic. Is that right? Right. So you, uh, you were, yeah, there weren't a lot of theme teams there. So, so your plus three really helped. Was yeah, the plus three helped with, with map roll. Um, and then on top of that, you know, of course I had some call-ins in there as well. Uh, but with Super uh, with uh, Wonder Woman's uh, trait, you know, everybody got a neg one at, to attack and damage when they were attacking pieces that were lower point value than her. So everything else on the team... And this was when you could use heavy objects with hypersonic speed. So, you know, the ape, the flash could pick up a heavy object and smack somebody with it. And uh, Wonder Woman could do the same thing. Yeah, that, that made that team kind of brutal. And Wakanda kept the range teams from trying to dominate them. Right. As, as the time of Nick Fury, too, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I had him on my sideline, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had to. Um, so, you know, we're sitting here talking about you didn't want to go into podcasts because you, you didn't want to compete. Uh, I went into podcasting because I was ignorant of everything. But <laughs> uh, what – 
what are we missing in the world of player produced content for hero clicks what what do you wish you could see out there to kind of add to this content level that's starting to grow it's getting bigger i mean in the two years i've been doing this it has it has kind of shot out a little bit more so you know um we need video commentary and I, I know there have been a couple of occasions where, where that's happened, but really um, it would actually help newer players. I think, you know, if you, you've got a high level match going on uh, and you know, the camera's on the match, but the microphone is, is set to somebody who is watching the match so that they can explain what's going on and, and let people know why that move was significant, things along those lines. Uh, I'll admit, as a player, one of my, my greatest weaknesses is my placement. And Amen. if I had somebody you know, explaining to me, wow, that placement was excellent. Well, why was that excellent? Well, he, he's brought himself out of range for even a perplexed attack. That, you know, so things like that, it, it actually would, would help players figure out what's going on. Um, I think they do it at nationals. They may have done it at worlds, but, but you don't see a lot of it. Uh, and I, I think it's something that we need to see more of. I, I knew that at... Okay, so what I know about that, I knew at Nationals, they used to have this Canadians come down and do it. Um, and then maybe they changed it off. Last Worlds, they didn't have any uh, video. Rock World Cup did it this year, and they had a commentator. Did a pretty good job. I know that me and Devin did a video where we took one of his Roll20 matches, and then we did broke down a couple of times in it. And we talked about what he was doing and why he chose to do that and what were some other options he could have chose. So we did one like that. But I agree. I think Lane Miller's done a commentary of watching a a match on Roll20, and he's put some videos out there. But I think, yeah, I think we're looking for that because, you know, you want that little bit more of information when you're watching a high-level match, you know? Yeah, and you know the the difficulty with that is the higher level players want to be playing, so you know, and the the lower level players may not quite get what's going on sometimes. So, you know, it's it's kind of a, a balancing act, and I don't know. Um, we'll we'll just have to see see what happens here in the future. I think we may start seeing more of that, but we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, and the more people that get interested in it. Uh, part of it, I believe, is um, logistically because the person commenting can't be any close enough for the players can overhear it. But I also feel like you need to hear what the players are saying. So there's some little like logistics part yeah. to help help work that out. Because, you know, like in football, it's a little bit different. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, hey, um, and so in this player produced content, I assume you're wanting to see this on YouTube or this popping up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. Or I mean, that's, a, that's a, well, Twitch would be good. I think uh, YouTube is probably more universally available. Uh, you, you'd probably get more people accessing it through that. Well, what about Mixer? Have you seen this thing called Mixer? I have not. That's weird. 
Well, and it's mainly video games, but I wonder if you could do it roll twenty. Anyway, I just got introduced to it last Sunday. And I'm like, what in the world is this stuff? I have some buddies that do it, but uh, so as there's a lot of avenues you can explore this stuff. But I agree with you. I like to see some more video content out there of matches and what's going on. Just a little breakdown. Yeah, we're trying and now. While we don't do commentary, uh, you know, I've been trying to to do more videos of matches with, you know, uh, CWO events. We we try to to set up a camera for for something, and I know uh, Big Bang Games and Clickstoff like to to do a lot of video as well. But once again, neither of us do commentary, from my for, to my knowledge. Yeah. I, I know I've I went to my venue and videotaped one time. Um, the editing was hard because I don't know how those guys do it and put it in that template where you can show the team. You know what I'm talking about? Where you shrink the screen down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't seen that. I, I I can recognize what you would be doing, but I I, I haven't actually seen it done. Yeah, yeah. Right, anyway, so I I put some stuff out there and. My guys at the venue loved it, but it's a lot of work too to videotape. What what kind of and I'm this is just me personally wanting to know what kind of setup do you like using? Uh, well, I, I generally just use a uh, camcorder connected to a laptop, and uh, depending on how fussy my laptop wants to be that day, I'll either record directly, uh, do a live stream uh, to either YouTube, uh, yeah, YouTube or Facebook, depending on which one my machine wants to cooperate with at that particular time. I prefer to do YouTube, but if I have to, I'll do it to Facebook. Okay, cool. I've tried that. I usually go to Google Hangouts record it and then i'll go down and produce it but yeah there are actually some uh some videos of some matches that we've recorded on the uh clicksbait uh facebook page all right so there fans go out and check that out got some good videos out there all right that's all that introductory type questions let's let's really get to the meat and potatoes while you're here you are trying to start a popper league you're trying to change the way in which we play hero clicks with our high dollar super rares and 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 uh rare figures and chases and you're wanting to try to do something different so why don't you talk to us about that what's this new wave of format or uh team building that you're trying to get out there well, first, let me be fair. There, there are two statements that I, I want to make in response to that. Uh, first off, you know, we're not trying to eliminate uh, <laughs> modern at all. Uh, you know, we're we are trying to to present a format that is a bit more friendly to the newer players. You know, uh, I, I can't think of how many times we've had new players show up at our shops, and you know, we've got tons of these commons and uncommons that that we're drowning in that we're more than happy to go ahead and give to them and so now you know they've got something that they can build and play in a an introductory competitive format so you know that that's what the thought process was behind that uh but i also want to say that you know i am not the one that that came up with the format originally you know i i don't want to take credit for something that wasn't me in fact uh i was introduced to the concept of popper through uh mr clicks flicks um i think james peterson is his name um and uh, he was talking about what, you know, Married with Clicks was doing, which uh, Married with Clicks was 
doing something called the Everyman Project. Uh, and the Everyman Project is something that we call uh, CFF popper, which means common and fast forces. Uh, so, you know, every piece in that would have to be either available through common rarity or through the fast forces. Uh, as we were starting to put together the, the pauper circuit, you know, I, I asked the community what they liked and what they didn't like. And I was getting more of a feedback that, you know, the common uncommon format was, was much more friendly to the newer players. Uh, you know, the, the fast forces have a limited run and right. sometimes those get pretty expensive, you know, with, with pieces like Mudman and the starter Hulk and the, oh, yeah. the fast forces, giant girl, uh, those, those things cause the price of those things to go up. And so they're not as readily available as some of the pieces that you're getting in the, the commons and uncommons. So, uh, when we went with the, the, idea for the pauper circuit, uh, we decided that we were going to do a CU pauper, you know, common, uncommon pauper. Um, and once again, the idea was to be, to have a format that was friendlier to new players that, that gave them a chance to get a taste of the competitive environment without getting brutalized by, you know, all kinds of chases and whiz kids exclusives and, and things along those lines. Um, the other thing is, once again, you know, I, I'm trying to help build community. I'm trying to, to get people involved that have not typically been involved. And so I, I wanted to invite the modern community to be a part of this as well. And so at every pauper circuit event, you're going to get a prize for the best uh, modded piece that, that's been brought to the table. And, you know, it's not insignificant because... It's three points in the pauper circuit, which is as much as you would get for a second place finish. Okay. Well, and and that's what's important. I, I guess what I want to say is not that you've uh, created a new format. You are trying to push a league. Well, I don't know you know if league. It's an event series, or how would you describe it? A circuit, uh, event, series? event series is is a a good description of it. Um, you know, we're we're not exactly scheduling all of the events we are opening it up to every venue that wants to do this uh they just have to let us know two weeks in advance before they schedule the events so that we can promote it on the hero clicks pauper league uh, facebook page uh and then you know send the results to us so that we can actually track the points and the top 16 finishers uh, we'll get invitations to an event that's going to be going on at the same time as Origins. Uh, it will be in Columbus, but it will not technically be at Origins because we, we can't afford to, to get a booth there for that. Okay. Um, but we, we have plenty of venues available uh, to, to actually play in. We just haven't finalized where the, the final venue is going to be. So I guess you'll schedule it at a time that's not going to be conflicting with nationals or team championship or team. Right. Nationals. We're we're leaning we're leaning on the Thursday of Origins. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I love it. I go to Origins every year, so that's just another draw for me to, you know, go out there and play more of this popper circuit. You know, it's just another little event to go play in uh, now uh, let me ask this so how big do you want the circuit to be or this event series what's your vision how big you want it 
Well, I mean, you know, this is this is going to sound uh, a bit overly optimistic, but you know, I'm I'm hoping that it, it will get as big as Rock did. Um, now, <laughs> that takes a long time and a lot of work, and you know, you got to start somewhere. So, right now, we're we're just starting the the circuit. We'll see how it goes this year. Uh, hopefully, everyone will have a really good experience with it. Um, and, and as it grows, we can start doing some more unique things with the prizing. Uh, but you know, right now we have to just start off with what we've got, which means that we have to run the, the rock win a map format, uh, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, you know, you get rock points, you get pauper circuit points, you get whiz kids points and you could get a map. So, you know, that that's not, uh, that's not a horrible prize set up there for it. Uh, and then, you know, for the, for the final tournament, the, the one that we'll be running in Columbus during origins, um, we've got a case of whatever the most modern, uh, booster set is. Oh yeah. And you, according to the WizKids solicit, that's going to be what Avengers, uh, black Panther and the Illuminati. I think they're coming out in June. Quite possibly. Uh, I, I haven't kept track with, with what it would be at that point, but, you know, whatever it is, it, it's going to be big. <laughs> oh, that's big. Anytime you can get that, that's big. Uh, and it's a it's an invitation-only tournament. You're, you're open, it's only open to the top 16. And Correct. And if you can't show up, you have to RSVP too, right? Right. We, we will be sending out invitations. The, the circuit ends on June 1st. June 1st is when we are going to be uh, figuring up, you know, who's got the top 16 spots. And then we will send out invitations. And uh, if you don't respond within a certain amount of time, then we go down to the next person on the list. Okay. We don't want empty spots. <laughs> okay. And, there, and there's several things about this I really love. And I'm just going to sit in and have a personal comment. Personal. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have a personal comment here. Um, one thing I love about this is there's a lot of players, I believe, at a local level that, that, are, that are scared to be competitive because of the – uh the belief in competitive being all these uh kind of highly high money pieces yeah high expensive pieces uh super rares um you know having to come up with that and it's such a hard hard uh thing to live through because when you first enter a highly competitive game you're going to get beat up for a while you know and having to handle that. So I, I do like that you're opening up a format or creating a format that's very easy for very beginning players or players who are just wanting to try maybe try competitive to, I'm not going to say even the playing field, but have high access to figures that get can be used in the playing field, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I like that part. And I like that you're trying to piggyback off of the win a map, which has the ability to use any format you want. So that's, I think that's brilliant because the winner map can be run at anything. I mean, you don't have to do the 300 modern, you know, so you're wanting to be kept 300 though, right? Right. Has to be yeah. 300 can only be commons and uncommons. Why don't you go over that format? Yeah, it's a 300 point modern commons and uncommon game elements only. So that's not only figures, but that, that also includes ID cards. Uh, there are two pieces of equipment right now that are actually legal for that as well. Um, 
and uh, colossals are okay as long as they fit into the uncommon common category. Uh, although there aren't any common colossals, there's just uh, a few uncommon ones. Um, and you know, other than that, it just kind of falls into the same team building rules as as three hundred point modern. It's just the rarities that you're worried about. Yeah, and I think uh, when we're talking about colossals, we're talking about the ones out of. Uh... The AI says infinity, yeah, yeah, because uh, I think the other clauses in TMT rarities, I don't think they don't yeah, have they're any. no, they're they're um, I think they're a completely different kind of rarity entirely. I don't know yeah. exactly how they're set up, but they are and, not, yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I went out there and looked because I was like very interested in what we got like Jakar's out there and like Hulk is out there. Uh, Nebula's out there as Colossals, I believe. Well, she's a giant, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The, yeah. Mo- the, the two by two bases. Yeah. Uh, the, those are some that are out there that are available for this type of bit. Um, yeah. And that also actually allows you to use the uh, shield car, which you can use that as terrain because it falls into the rarity. Yeah. I like it. It's a lot. Of, it says, you, you, okay, I believe you're going to start seeing figures we're not seeing currently in the meta scene. Because I started looking through the list, and I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't see a lot. Of, I do. There's some on there that you're going to see, but those are mainly support figures. But now you're going to have to pull some major guns from areas that we're not used to. So, what do you think we're going to start seeing on some teams? I mean, we've already seen Cable. Uh, we we did a test run, and and Cable wrecked. I mean, he's he's pretty brutal. Um, Giant Girl is is a big one uh you know her you could play her at so many different point levels and and just build an, a really interesting avengers team around her um i like gamora a lot uh gamora has you know that prob that is traded and then if she dies then you know what you give it to somebody else so uh plus she's got a 12 attack base with charge and uh super strength to start off with so yeah she she can do some damage um you know these are things that you don't normally see on well giant girl you do see on some teams but um aura and cable you know cable's point cost for for the medicine is prohibitive but when you look at them for pauper it it doesn't look quite as bad no because you don't have as those uber effective point ratios that you see in some of the meta teams you know and he compares more favorably across this common uncommon format you look at molly hayes molly Molly hayes is another one that i think you're going to see oh she's going to be wrecking it because i I think i looked in your archives and somebody had put together a molly hayes team oh yeah yeah and now that's brutal because he had a uh transporter there right i think it was pip maybe i don't know he got her up there now i knew what she, he's going to do so it's uh, yeah, i mean you park her on the other side of a wall and then she can sidestep through the wall and let you do cause some problems there i mean yeah she's mean get a yeah. klingon lieutenant with her so that you know everybody faces the klingon lieutenant gets some power <laughs> oh see there you go and um yeah and you can look at it too uh, I always look at you know your your attack values, your defensive values, even your damage values are a little bit different when we look at commons and uncommons. Holly right. Hayes's four is exceptional in that range. I mean, you don't see a lot of. I don't even think you see fives 
and yeah. the commons and uncommon. So that four is a pretty tough uh, damage. And then 25 value. points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And her attack value is a 10, I believe. Yeah, you, you know, she's her attack value is a 10, but then you you carry Karen Page with you and you've got an 11 attack. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got, so you got, you got these, and it does not include primes, right? We can't. No, no primes. No primes. And they're the uber-efficient pieces, too. So you've created some uh, – Heroclix figures that um, there's no clear winners. The efficiency uh, formula that you would think of is a little bit different down in these levels, so it makes it kind of interesting. Um, you know, you mentioned ID cards. What ID cards are you seeing an uptick in or you feel like are more competitive in this new format? Well, you know, Rusty and Jubilee are probably the biggest two. Um, now, you know, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I also like... Um, I also like skids uh, in this format. Um, let's see, Sprite. Uh, the Sprite student ID can actually be used to call in, um, or my fault, the Kitty Pride. No, it is the Sprite ID yeah, can Sprite. be used to call in Kitty Pride. And uh, that Kitty Pride can actually do a little bit of good for you. Um it, it's more interesting than you might think on the surface because you know she is a headmaster so you'll you'll get the if you're playing an x-men theme team and bring her in then you're going to get an extra perplex uh plus you'll get an extra action because of her leadership oh yeah and that's pretty and um yeah it's just kind of looking at the cards that you have uh yeah uh, Artie? Oh, yeah. I mean, the problem is that you, your card has to match up with the rarity level of the guy you're calling in. Right. So, so you know, you can't, you can't, while, while the all, all new Wolverine is, is a common ID card, all new Wolverine is a rare. So you, you could not use that card because you don't have anything to call in with it. Right. I see where Leech is common and uncommon. Yeah, so leech, leech. Leech could be potentially a, a really good one. Um, yeah. Let me see. Skin also available. A lot of the student IDs are pretty close. I think. Skin. Yeah, I actually, I actually made a list, and I'm trying to find it now. <laughs> no, it's 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 fine. I'm just kind of looking at it, but I mean, it as I said, it's a it's a to me, it's a nice little puzzle. It's a little bit more challenging because you're you not that you're limited it's just that you're just having to access figures you normally don't have you know because you just kind of go to those uber efficient ones so i i like it um okay so here's here's what you've got you've got Artie, you've got rusty you've got skids you've got husk sink jubilee skin leech and sprite wow yeah those are good. I mean, I think they're really good. That Kitty Pride, Perplex. Yeah, I love her. I love her. You call her in and then phase everybody through a wall. Well, Charge. now, hold on. That doesn't that doesn't quite work. because. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, it does because her because yeah. of her ability. I'm sorry. I was thinking you were using the uh, phasing teleport from her faculty ID. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, as long as she's adjacent to the wall, then you can, yeah. Yeah, I love doing that. I I ran a uh, X Men team and I had her on my team because I had two Wolverines and I love being on the underground map. 
and people wouldn't think, and I would just sit there and I'd be behind a wall and they wouldn't think, and I'd call her in and then those Wolverines go charging on in. They just sidestep and charge on in. And they'd be like, how'd you, you know, they weren't thinking that they'd get through there. It's just a little surprise tactic, but uh, no, I like that. I, th- I think that's cool. Um, now I, th- I know you mentioned it. So you, you excluded the starters and the fast forces because you felt like they were too hard to get to or not as accessible to players? Correct. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, some of those pieces are actually really, really game-breaking when, when you're looking at the pauper format. You know, they it, the the starter, the, the fast forces Hulk against most of the commons, really. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? 50 points and this guy has, has just quaked you to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, the giant girl, uh, yeah. retaliator, you know, she's coming out and what multiple of them can do that. I yeah. Mean, so yeah, I can see that there's some, and then and, Mudman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and really, uh, I've played, well, me and my buddy play, play each other a lot online and we have played the fast forces together as a 300 point team and they synergize pretty easily. I mean, the star Trek fast forces is actually more brutal than you think it is. If you go play them, they, they, they can wreck. They, they have so many bonuses on them and all that. It's just crazy. If you put them all together. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so I can see that it would, to me, it would also take away from the team building. You just go buy a fast forces and you plop it down. You know, yeah. It's like, well, Where's the challenge in going out there and building a team and kind of moving pieces around? So you want to be welcoming, but you don't want to, you know, shut off the creativity side either. No, no. And I, and I, I can respect that. I mean, you have to draw some limits and I kind of like this. I think this is very opening to new players. Um, why, so why did you want to, and you've mentioned it, but why modding? Why was modding this uh, extra group you want to reach out to? I mean, there, there are just, you know, some players that don't get to show off their aspect of the hobby. So many of Heroclix players are, are miniature collectors anyway, and they, they really enjoy painting and, and uh, modding miniatures. And, you know, there, there's nothing, you know, a lot of times they're discouraged from bringing their, their custom creations to the table. Uh, so, you know, we wanted something that, that actually welcomed them and, and gave them an, an opportunity to jump in. The other thing about it is, you know, when you have interesting looking pieces at the table, it appeals to new players. It, it, it gives them something to look at and ooh and ah about and say, you know, at some point I'm going to have something that cool. Yeah. So, you know, it, it it's, it's something to, to help entice players to, to come to the table. Yeah, I know um, my buddy Mark tells me a story about he's playing at one venue. He pulled out some cool-looking figure. There's a bunch of kids there playing Magic, and they came over, and they all wanted to look at that figure. They thought it was so cool-looking. So I can see where that is. You have a good mod. It's going to draw interest. Once you get interest, people want to know how it works. And once people want to know how it works, you know, you just let the the – great complexity of this game and the fun aspect of this game kind of take over and, you know, draw them in. Uh, Absolutely. So, so that's always good. Um, so, you know, we talked about this great pairing you did with Winamap. Um, so why do I want, cause I am actually in the process of trying to get my venue to host a Winamap. So why should I join the popper circuit? I mean, what, what, What's going to be that extra little draw that's going to make me want to? And I, 
I understand I'm fully on board. I just want you to. Yeah. Kind of I mean, talk you know, the goal is to draw new people to the table and that only helps a venue. I mean, you know, if you've got more people coming in expressing interest in, in buying clicks, then that's good for business. And this is a format that is friendly and welcoming to new players. So, you know, it, it's something that I, I've seen a lot of players that, that when a tournament comes up, they try to play it and, and the big players scare them away with, with all of the, the high power, high price pieces. And, and this kind of takes that element out of the game and, and gives them a, a good introduction. So once again, the better we can build the community, the more players that we can welcome into the fold, the better it is for the community and the better it is for business. Oh yeah, and you used to own a business like this, is that right? Or yeah, I uh, actually uh, was part owner of a comic shop in Richmond, Kentucky, called the Heroes Retreat. So, so you kind of know what what it takes, you know, to trying to help draw players in and all that. Yeah, and I I kind of like that. Um, and you know, I want to point out: Do you think there's a lot of uh, you know, like casual players that want to be part of something maybe a little bit bigger? Like a bigger type, like you're trying to put up a series. Yeah. And that's a little bit more inviting to them. That's not such a heavy investment. Right. And, you know, I I think there are a lot of players that are like that. I think there are a lot of players who are actually on the fence about whether or not they want to be competitive. And this gives them a chance to test the waters and and see how they really feel about it. Yeah, I would agree there. I know when I talk to players at my venue or guys, and there's several of them, they're very good players, but they're off put by the competitive scene because of the price tag on it. I mean, on average, most people – I don't know. I, I couldn't say, but I would say a competitive player ends up buying and selling a lot and spends a lot of money to stay on top of what they need. Um, I, I don't know. What would you guess the average casual player spends on per set? I don't know. I mean, you know, it depends on how much they, they like that particular set because the casual player is, is less about, you know, the power pieces and more about, is this a team that I like? So, you know, if the, okay, let's say somebody is like me and who's really big into runaways, they, they might spend, you know, over time, a couple hundred dollars on, on the, uh, on the battle world set. Whereas, you know, the Batman, the animated series, oh, I don't like DC. Why am I even, I might buy a couple of packs on that. You know, uh, So it's hard to gauge how much somebody is going to spend on that. But if you give them something that, that gives them a little bit more reason to, uh, you know, where they're not necessarily searching for, for the big high price pieces, it gives them a reason to, to be looking for those commons and uncommons. Then that, that can only be good. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And are you seeing and this is just a question. I know you all have already done a test one, right? Correct. And you've you've built some popper teams. Mm-hmm. Are, are you seeing that most of the sets are pretty balanced when it comes to the commons and uncommons? You got a lot of choices in each one. Or are you seeing that some sets have some very weak commons and uncommons? Um, you know, it's kind of hard to say. It, it, we don't have a large enough sample size to, to really be able to um, 
to judge that. I, I'm anxious to see as results start coming in uh, what what people are playing and, and what's good and what's not good because you know the only way you determine what's good and what's not good is actually by playing. I did notice when I try to put together a team, one frustration I had was that some of the power pieces that are in the commas and uncommas, they were hard to theme around just because of the, the keywords they had, you know? So it's, it became a bigger struggle on whether or not to maintain theme or not maintain theme in that case, because your options are, I felt like were a little bit more limited in a couple of the uh, keywords. Uh, and I know we, I don't disagree with that. I, I, you know, the, the one thing that we, we do need to look at though, is how, you know, and we don't know yet because we, we haven't really seen the teams coming in is how big of a deal is the, you know, right now in, in modern, uh, theme is, is fairly significant, but in, uh, pauper, until we start, you know, seeing events come in, it's going to be kind of hard to say. Yeah, it is, and you know what theme brings you is prob, and well, a non-generic keyword. These uh, name keyword will bring you a probability, a type of probability control, and map choice. So I don't know. I think I think that's that's a good tension to have in the game. I like yeah. tension in the game. I like this. It's a little bit different puzzle that we're not used to. You know, make you look at some part of the set you you just kind of skim over. You know, everybody, to me, it feels like Battle World is, if I looked at Battle World, <laughs> you almost look at it a set from the bottom to the top. You know, you have a lot of pieces at the bottom you look at, and you go, oh, I can work with that, I work with that. Then you skip a bunch, and we get into that, you look at Ultimate Thor, you look at She-Hulk, once we get in those commons, uncommons, World Breaker, maybe. Looks pretty good in Maestro. Maestro's a big piece yeah, out he, there. He, yeah, he looks good. And Alex Wilder's out there. And so Molly Hayes, Thanos. You look at Thanos Prime, but you in this one, you throw him out. Sheriff Steve Rogers. There you go. There's a piece I think is going to make some impact there. He, he, he could be a control piece there. So, And he can. Th- I mean, police theme is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I can see where police, because police has a lot of low point figures. Yeah. They're, they're located in that common, uncommon area. Um, and so I think playing around with it, we'll start seeing it. And I think it's going to be a very healthy tension a, a lot. It's going to be interesting to see see how the, uh, the format develops and, and see what people come up with. Oh, yeah. And, and anything that fuels creativity. And I'm all for making us use different pieces. You know, and I'm all for making getting people to use. You know, I want to play a lot of my set. <laughs> I'd like to play a lot of it. So this is a great yeah. way to kind of force that. So that's awesome. Um, so here's the thing: How often should a venue try and host one of these popper events? Do you think? Yeah, it really depends on your community. Uh, what what will your community support? You know, I know with. Um, with Rusty Scabbard, we are going to be running one every month, um, and that's. But that's also largely because we we want to be the heart of this. You know, we 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 started pushing for it, and so it it sends a bad message if you don't support your own format, right? <laughs> it does. It does. It's like, what are y'all doing? We don't do it. 
Um, we want you all to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we will be running quite a few events. Um, and you know, if your venue supports one a month, then fantastic. Cause that gets new players in. If your venue supports one during the time frame of the, the whole, uh, circuit, that's fine too. Do, do what you can do. Uh, cause the big thing is to get people playing. Okay, and uh, you told me, and I can't remember if we recorded this or not. I mean, we did, but on on the official on air. So, your Lexington's going to run it what once once a month every Sunday, right? Correct. Well, every yeah, the last Sunday of every month, we're going to be running a Pauper Circuit event. Uh, we also actually will have an extra one in there because on February second, which is a Saturday, uh, we are running a region or not a regional, but a a rock qualifier. And uh, after the after they do the cut to the the top eight on the the uh, regional. They will, or not regional, but the qualifier, they will begin a pauper circuit event for that too. Oh, that's cool. And and your recommendation is the pauper circuit events is what um, you broke it. I think when I read the paper, didn't you break it down by the number of people at the event is how many rounds you go? Uh, that's just, that's just, I didn't break it down like that, but that's just, you know, the way that, that Winamaps are actually set up. So yeah, that follow, follow the instructions on the Winamap until we, we get bigger and figure out our own thing. Uh, you know, we, we probably will just stick with it because it's a format that works. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, three rounds if, if it's below 10 or something like that, Yeah, three rounds and then a cut to the top two and then they, they go at it. So, yeah. yeah. Can you go over the point structure? Uh, okay. it- so um, for, for every event, um, first place will actually score five pauper circuit points. Uh, second place will score three pauper circuit points. And then third and fourth will each receive one pauper circuit point. Uh, the person who shows up at the event with the best mod will also score three pauper circuit points. Okay, where are people going to be able to check their current popper totals and also know the current leaderboard so you can kind of judge if you need to, you know, go get more points, you know? Are y'all going to have that ability? Go, yes, I, I am actually going to to have that document set up on to where you can access it from the uh, HeroClix Popper League Facebook page, um, and I will update that on a weekly basis. All right. And it will mean that you have, I will say this, is that it's my understanding that if you run a popper circuit event, there's three levels of communication that need to happen. Right. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to input stuff into the wind. You're going to have to contact Rock, and they're going to have to contact you. Is that correct. right? That, right. Is, that is correct. Yeah, that is just, the only downside to the whole process is that you've got an extra person that you got to talk to, <laughs> which is fine for what I think is a great avenue to get some players to think about maybe, you know, going to a major event. So I, th- I think that extra layer gives you it's, it's about a venue providing the players with something new that's going to fuel them to go deeper in the game. So I think that's that's awesome. So I mean, I would take that. Um, uh, so how did y'all sit on a sixteen-only invitational tournament? Uh, that was actually a time factor. Um, okay. Because a lot of things, you know, we were 
I was looking at the scheduling of Origins and knowing that I wanted to run this at the same time as Origins because you've got people who will be playing. You've got so many people who play Hero Clicks that are coming to Origins that you're going to be more likely to get your, your competitors there for it. Um, but the thing is, every event at Origins has to end at 6 p.m. Right. So if it ends at 6 p.m., then we can get started at 7 p.m., and we don't want to run until, you know, three or four in the morning. <laughs> right. No, that's smart to not compete with Origins, but to use Origins as an easy access. Right. Yeah. So uh, you do have some venues that might be able to host it in the Origins area, right? Columbus? Yes. Yes. Actually, uh, one of my teammates is is somebody who runs events there in Columbus at a variety of locations. So uh, we're, we're still discussing where it might actually happen. There is a possibility that it could be happening um, at the game shop that is there at Origins. Isn't, so, that, isn't that Jay Major's shop? Is yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's an awesome shop. Nobody's ever been there. It's awesome. Um, it's a, it, I'm going to tell you a quick story because this was kind of kind of freaky cool. Um, so uh, I get to Origins last year and uh, last Origins. And so we're there and I have my team built, my X-Men team, and I play Isaac uh, Berkowitz. And I, I, I got into qualifiers through him and I asked him about my team. He said, man, I dropped this and add this. So I started thinking about it and he's probably right. But my problem was I didn't have a more McTaggart. I'd have left her back at home. And he said, you really need more on that team. And I said, oh crap, I need to go give me more. So I go down to Jay's shop and I buy two boosters. Cause I, my, I'm thinking I buy two boosters. I'm gonna get a Mora, you know, it'd be pretty <laughs> easy. And my buddy didn't bring any. So I go pop the two boosters. Yeah. I had two Moras in there, but I also popped a uh, broken, wolverine the super rare so i was, oh, like, well, I was like that paid for that <laughs> that was it i was like purchase well done but that's awesome anyway yeah it's a great shop so man if you had it there that'd be even more awesome i know i can i i that's one thing i hate about origins is it shuts down around six i'm like i'm just getting geared up come on yeah. guys you know but that's all right okay so i we've taken it that it's not just you running this you're not on your own so how big is your board and how big a group do you have helping you out with it right now uh, it's primarily a few of my teammates that are helping me out so you know um you've got myself and uh randy carter and um jay major is is helping out some um but you know, primarily I'm the motivational force here and uh, Randy is helping me promote and um, Jay is going to help me find the venue. Oh, that's awesome. So I think that 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 sounds like a good team and not going in alone is always very helpful. So here's the question. Do you feel like this series is going to draw the highly competitive player at all? Or I think you- some of them are going to are going are, are to play. Um, you know, I, I know uh, PJ Boland expressed an interest and uh, Dan Powell has expressed an interest. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's ever going to take the place of, of modern in their hearts. And I, I don't want it to. You know, um, I like I said, the goal is to, to be open to as many players as possible. So, you know, I, I hope that um, everybody will look at it as a, a fun outlet there. 
Okay. I, I just, do you have anything to add about this popper circuit? Have we hit everything you want to talk about? I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's awesome. But do you want to add anything else? So maybe, you know, just give a little bit more oomph to it. Well, we are still trying to get some some additional prizing. And as we uh, as we hit the prizing, we're going to absolutely let you know what, what we've added on. Um, one thing that I will say for sure is that there is going to be a prize involved uh, in the top 16 for whoever shows up with the best modded piece as well. So, you know, somebody is going to walk away from, from there with something just for having a really nice piece. <laughs> okay. And here's a question, though. Uh, so... Is it? Do you have to show up with a piece that you have modded? Yes. Okay, so it has to be your. Pro, you can't go out and buy a modded piece. Right. Right. Bring it. So, so you you need to have of modded. Course, we're gonna we're gonna go have to go on the honor system on that. But you know. right. But it's also to push players to go and try to mod because I mean, what better figures to mod than the commons or uncommons? Because you have a ton of them. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's not something that you're losing a lot of value by cutting up the piece. No, no. And it's great to go try new techniques and try something different. That brings a little bit added element to your Heroclix game that, you know, when you're not playing or you can't get to a venue for a couple of months at a time because of circumstances, you could be doing that and it'd be kind of cool. Okay. So anything else? Is that it? No, I think that that pretty much covers it for now. <laughs> okay, and I do like the idea of putting it at Origins. I was wondering about that. I, was, I, was kind of, I saw where you'd written up the 16-person event. I guess I'd skipped or didn't realize they had said Origins, but that's, that's, that's good because I was, like, wondering, what's the draw for maybe the California to try it? Because, yeah. you know... You know, so putting it at a central location where a lot of hero click players could be, you know, just makes a little bit more sense. Um, so still staying with the competitive scene and just switching gears a little bit as a fringe player. OK. Um, and this is a new announcement. I've had Howard Brock on here and, you know, he's working with WizKids with the Rock Cup. What's your thoughts now on the Rock Cup turning into a national sealed final? Or national sealed nationals. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to see how it plays out. You know, because um, because anybody can. It's a okay. lot of fun, uh, but a lot of people complain about there there being a lot of luck involved in that, and I can't I can't really argue with that, you know. Uh, but still, you know, skill can can overcome a great deal of luck. Um, so you know, it, it just. I want to see how it plays out before I, I I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> well, I, I know with the announcement, if you read the announcement and all that, he talks about sealed nationals. He wanted to do, uh, they wanted another nationals, but it had to be different format than the one that they had at origins, which is constructed. Right. And so they went with the sealed nationals at the rock cup. Uh, you don't need to, and, from what I know about the announcement, you don't need any Rock Cup points to go participate in it, from what I understood. It's just open to anybody. Right. And he feels like it's going to have a bigger draw than Rock Cup. Do you do you, do you see a lot of uh, casual players all of a sudden interested in Rock because it's sealed? I don't know. The, the, the difficulty with that is that a lot of casual players don't travel. 
Um, so, so, you know, that's where, where you're going to run into to difficulties there. Um, I don't know. I'm, I have to admit that I'm a bit skeptical, uh, you know, just because some of my own teammates have, have kind of expressed displeasure with the, the change, uh, you know, that I, the words were actually spoken that I am not going to go to, to Alabama for, for sealed, um, you know, cause a bad draw could sink me, but that was not my perspective. I, I, I personally enjoy sealed. I don't know that I enjoy it enough to, to make that long of a trip. Um, and I think that's what you're going to run into with, with a lot of players. Yeah, I can see that. I think sealed rises and falls on the set that is the sealed part of it. Um, I guess why that's that- true. I, I mean, you know, I, I I would feel like less people would travel for Batman the animated series uh, than would would travel for um, you know Avengers Infinity, <laughs> right? Or Thor. The yeah. Thor, Mighty Thor set was a great. I won't say it's pretty balanced. You had a lot of variety. I mean, I've never seen Thing on everybody's team because she's so common and right there and easy accessible. And she made your team pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, and so um, I think this set, if you have a very good balanced set that, that drops the risk of a bad pull. And, and I've been there. I went and played a, a sealed WKO at uh, Richmond, Virginia. And when I went up there, it was the X-Men, the Xavier School. Yeah. And I went up there and played. And no lie, I popped my two boosters. And I played all but two figures. And I couldn't even have theme. I mean, I was like, this is crap. <laughs> I'm like, that's nothing. I mean, that's a that was a sealed event that you should be able to get an X-Men theme. You should have had a theme when you put that stuff together. And I was like, oh, man, I got I got wrecked. But, you know, that's how big that perplex was and all that. But but it's very diverse. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams, different teams. But I could I mean, I had bad two bad boosters and it's, it can happen. It happens. Yeah. It does. Um, I'm interested in it. Um, I think Sealed has a little bit of skill in it. It's more team-building skill and knowing the set a little bit and yeah. getting prepared for it. But I can understand the thought, too. I'm getting ready to go spend $200, $300 to maybe go down there and stay. And if I get a bad pull, then I have zero shot or not a great shot. Um, I, kn- I don't know what howard's gonna do i have i do know venues and i don't know what you think about this when we talk about it briefly that in a sealed environment when they make the cut to top 16 then they either have a you have to get two new boosters and get two new teams you design or you can add two boosters to your pool of figures and you can redesign your team uh personally i like the idea of, of two fresh boosters and and have everybody rebuild there um i know some people would absolutely hate that because you know hey if i got the good pool what why do i want new sets um you know i you know, i remember when i was playing competitively in magic there there was 
you know, after the first three rounds, you, you got new cards and you played a, a new set there, uh, which kind of helps to weed the, the luck factor out of it. Uh, when you, when you change the pieces that you're dealing with, then it, it increases the chance that skill is going to be more of a factor than luck. Oh yeah. I, I kind of like that too. I, I kind of like the, uh, now you got a new set of circumstances to build a team around. Instead of lucking into the Uber piece and you just ride it for the entire tournament and nobody has a shot against you. you know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, you pull it the first time, it gets you through, but you might not pull it the second time. So you're going to have to be a pretty good player and a pretty good team builder. Right. And, and get a little lucky. Um, but I don't know. Okay, we'll have to wait and see because this is a huge departure for the Rock to go yeah. you know it's more prestigious they're getting a prestigious title being a sealed nationals hey but on the flip side do you like the constructed team event that's going on down there this is constructed teams nationals yes yes i do like that so so ability to bring three constructed teams in a highlander format yeah that uh, that makes it that makes it really more difficult um and I, I absolutely like that format. Okay, so maybe that draws people down, and you just participate in the sealed nationals because you're down there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you I mean know? that's gonna that's gonna draw the team players in. So you know, uh, I, I feel sure that that you know CWO will bring folks down, and Clickstaff Army will will definitely have folks down there. You'll see Phoenix Nest and Clicksmen probably. Um, you know, you'll you'll see big teams showing up for that. I, I, I'm planning on going. It'd be my first Rock World Cup, but I told myself after this year, before he made the announcement, I was going to go to the Rock Cup. So this I year was it. my first year. Oh, really? <laughs> so I assume it was fun. Oh, uh, it would have been more fun if I had not done so horribly bad. Uh, I didn't have enough points to skip directly to the finals, so I had Ooh. to play in the semifinals, and. Uh, I thought I was building safe, but uh, people were building against safe builds. So uh, I was I was playing a uh, single Unimind with um, the Blood Axe, or no, not with Blood Axe, with uh, Thunderstrike. And um, okay, gotcha. And you know, trying to play point denial, and people were built against point denial. So you know, they were built to kill the the. Uh, solo Goblin King and Solo Unimides. Oh, yeah. Looking to pop them and get them off the board. Yeah. So, okay. Um, would you like to add anything before we get into viewer questions? No, I, I think we've <laughs> we've covered a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I try to be thorough or at least hit a lot of stuff. But, uh, you know, and I always get questions from Malcolm Rush, and they're always good questions. Uh, I was looking over him. He he sent me five. Um, one I want to talk about is number five. Any advice or suggestion for a player to help players to make hero clicks more fun for the next year? Oh well, I mean, you know, play some fun formats. I, I know a lot of people focus on on the meta scene on the. 300 point modern but it is very very easy to burn out on 300 point modern and you know what what brings a lot of players into hero clicks is you know what i'm getting to play the heroes that i always wanted to build so throw in that um 
you know, 500 point named theme team game with no equipment and, and no resources so that you're just playing those figures and you can, you can have your 500 point runaways team or your 500 point uh, next wave team, you know, whatever, whatever it is that would make you happy playing. And you don't have to worry about somebody bringing something overly broken to the table. Oh yeah. And um, I, I agree with you. Uh, fun formats, you know, um, we had one of the guys at my venue, uh, Kevin, put together a great format, and it was more of a, um, I, I don't know, you build upon it. You earn points every time you showed up. It's like a series. And so, and those points you could turn in to give new abilities to what we call your captain of your team or your leader of your team. So you could give them, if you earned enough points, you get plus one dollar stats so that every time you showed up, it was like giving experience points to a uh, like an RPG character. Yeah, kind of like and, a campaign setup. Yeah, I guess that's what you call it, a campaign. And so like each each campaign, you had a different point total, but your leader always had to be on there. And he had to be there. It had to be a name theme team. So, and it was fun. And we kept track of points. And then, you know, we had an overall winner. So, you know, it's kind of fun, different. It brought a different element. It made the figures kind of play a little bit differently. And, you know, and a lot of people, and you kind of prepared for the other person's leader. So you had a little strategy in there too. So it's, it's, it's all cool. Unfortunately, I could only make two or one of them. But it was really fun when I played in it. It was a, it was a blast. I had a great time with it. So, um, just trying to look. Uh, which sets are you looking forward to in 2019? You got any of them? You know, I I tend to not look forward to any particular set until I, I see what what's going to be in there. What I'm really looking forward to is hopefully a good DC set uh, that. You know, it's about time that they bring back some ID cards for DC. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm thinking that the next DC set may have ID cards. If not the next one, then the one after that. Uh, and, and seeing what they bring to to the game. Okay, yeah. Uh, I like to see a good DC set. Um, so, I agree with you. I, yeah, I think the problem is that DC makes licensing so difficult, and that's why you're seeing so many more uh, Marvel sets than you do DC sets. And they control what comes out. Aren't they more controlling? Yeah, kids yeah I, think, what's... I think every DC set that, that they let WizKids put out has to have a Superman, has to have a Batman, and has to have a Wonder Woman. No, okay. I, I guess if we go back and look, it's probably probably that way. We've got one in every one. And, you know, so it's DC. Um, so do you have any shout-outs you want to get? I'm, I'm kind of done. Uh, it's been a great, great time here. Uh, well, I'll ask you one more time. Anything else, any promotion you want to throw out, any shout-outs? Uh, well, you know, I, I just I invite everyone to to check out my blog you know i I do recognize that it's not something that everybody will enjoy but i I try to make it as enjoyable as possible uh it is you know once again clicksbait is the name of the blog and if you go search on google it should be the first thing that comes up when you type in clicksbait two words um and you know feel free to to join the discussion group there that you, having conversations is what helps you learn and grow as a player and uh it also makes for some entertaining times oh yeah 
Oh yeah, and I I guess I didn't even check out the discussion group. I'm gonna have to do that when I get back. Is that is that powered through the blog, the discussion group, or is no, it the discussion on- group? Is I mean, there there is a a place Facebook. for you to put comments on on the blog itself, uh, but the discussion group is actually on Facebook, just because okay. it's so much easier and more accessible to people. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah, it's easier to have a I won't call it a free flowing conversation, but you can have more of a conversation on it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you got any shout outs to anybody? Well, I, you know, I, I do want to definitely uh, say thanks to all my teammates in the Clicks World Order, uh, especially, you know, Randy and, and Jay for their assistance with uh, with getting the Pauper League up and running. Um, you know, I also want to say thanks to the support that I'm getting out of Moorhead, Kentucky, uh, from, from Tommy Lytle and uh, – the clicks commanders in, in that region because they're they're definitely really really excited about Popper and uh, are looking forward to running some events out there. So I want to thank them for for their support and just thank everybody who has expressed an interest in uh, in the format because you know it's something that I have really really wanted to to see get off the ground. And I, I think, you know, it, it's going to take more than just me to get it off the ground. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens when, you know, in January we officially officially get started running. There is one other person that, that I want to say thanks to. Um, Anthony Barnstable uh, has, has really put in a lot of, of thought into what we – we're doing with the the pauper circuit and made me ask a lot of questions about how I had originally had it set up. And so his input has been really, really vital in, in shaping the the pauper circuit into what it, what it finally ended up being. Uh, Anthony's an excellent person in the Heroclix community. Uh, I had a chance to run into him judging at origins. He does an excellent job there. So, I agree with you. Uh, my shout outs are to all the people who's been on my podcast, the people I talk to regularly, uh, Devin, Michael, Jesse, John, Carl, Symbio, Mark, Malcolm, and all the others who have helped me on this journey. Uh, and, you know, I just want to say thank you to all my listeners. I love everybody that just kind of tunes into a podcast that I just produce myself and just throw out there, you know, want nothing other than get my voice out there. No different than a, than a, anybody else and you know just like chris you know trying to uh just push my own purpose when hero clicks would just grow the game um uh, if you want to email your comments and questions to lost in clicks at gmail.com or contact me on hm rails under the idea of Colossus 10 you can also like my facebook page and you can search facebook by typing in at hero clicks borderlands and you can actually message me there uh please rate and review the podcast under itunes because i don't know why but itunes loves those ratings uh love to hear your new wko ideas and teams love to hear your popper teams i'm really interested in this format i'm I'm actually excited about trying to build some teams on it Uh, love to play online if you want to play online just let me know i love to reach out i love my international people I've been reached out for, to from Finland and France, so that's awesome to hear from you guys. Uh, love that you listen. Uh, and I just want to remind you, keep rolling double sixes because with double sixes, you never miss. Talk to y'all later. Bye.